Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to a road trip recap episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are in currently in North Carolina at this point of the recording, but we will be in other cities as we finish this recording <laughs> out because we're a little past midway of the trip, I think. Yeah, we, we've had a, an amazing time and had some incredible experiences at different distilleries, different barbecue places, um, and, and more that you'll be hearing about in coming episodes. Um, so we just kind of wanted to give you a rundown of what this trip's been for us you know we're not going to go too much of the minutiae of how we planned it just know it took a lot of planning and, and uh, anybody but anybody can do this like we as, see people that yes. post along the ways like oh my god i love what you guys are doing and and that's great we appreciate it but we're we're just normal people with normal vehicles with normal budgets you know nothing here is is special that we do right and now we were able to do this trip a little more affordably thanks to our great sponsors that that helped us along the way this season you know that that helps produce the show produce the things that we get to do to make this show you know and that's going around eating barbecue and doing fun things so of course we couldn't do it without the great sponsors we've had this season but yes everyone that's tweeting and dming us of oh, i'm so jealous of you guys i wish i could do this you can you if can you're really that committed yeah. to you, it you just yeah. have to burn some of your vacation right the, like literally of all the things i mean i mean money is money and and we are not by any means have a lot of money <laughs> but but we have um, even less now yeah after i mean this trip. part of it is is just burning vacation and we're only we only burned four days i he burned five because because he needed an extra day out but he's been working during the trip um i burned four days of vacation that's all i burned and and we we were planning to hit um 18 barbecue joints and and four distilleries in total um through this trip and that can be done now again you have to be a little crazy like us um you know we're a little and sleep you can actually hit more if you're not actually doing interviews like we've done along right, the way too but, right but, yeah i mean and you can you can i mean if you added one more day you could hit a lot more but right but you know we're we're hitting up to six places a day yeah and, um, and we wish we could do this at a slower pace than than we're doing it at right yeah, now yeah. you know we would love to have stretched this trip out another day or two so that we're not driving so many miles in a day and getting up at ungodly t- hours of two, the day 2 30 a.m this morning yes <laughs> and we drove for eight and a half hours before we stopped at our first stop today. yeah it was uh, it was brutal but let's uh, let's jump in it we'll start from the beginning and kind of try to not not give you every single detail of what we did but just a, a good rundown of it because we had some great experiences and and we want you guys to to go and try these places out for yourself so we, we we left houston at well we left my house at midnight so you know brian started because 30 30 minutes or so earlier than i did left my house at midnight um, and drove straight through the night with you know a couple of stops for gas and restroom breaks, but other than and that, a half gallon of coffee. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we, <laughs> we had a literal half gallon of coffee in the car with us that was finished before we ended the day. Um, with only two stops for urination. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean minimal yeah, stops. We yeah. wanted to try to get through it as, as quickly as possible. Um, it's a long drive to go from our first our go from Houston to our first stop, which was in Brownsville, Tennessee. If you're not familiar with where Brownsville is, you're probably not alone. Um, Brownsville is, I guess, about an hour northeast of Memphis. Um, so, and in Brownsville is a place that we'd been before on our original hog trip called Helen's Barbecue. And Helen is close to 80 years old now um, and still still working at the business. Um, they cook you know, pork shoulders there, and so they're you know their specialty is pork sandwiches, ribs, bologna. 
Um, and we, like I said, we'd been there on the original hog trip that we took back in 2018. If you want to recap of that, go find it in the archives, guys. It's there. Um, but yeah, we uh, we started at Helen's, and it was our second visit there, Ryan. Yeah, it was. It's it's a really cool little place. You know, it's it's we kind of liken it to Snows. Just it's a small town. It's an older woman that's that's doing the the main uh, matriarch of the business. Right. I'm I'm not going to compare the food quality to Snows, right? Because right. I think Snows is great. Uh, Helen's food is. I mean, it's it depends on what your. Taste I, I mean, is. I mean, let's just be honest. It, it like you said, it's not on the level of Snows. Right. And and they're not doing whole hog. They're doing shoulders. So if you're if you're getting very nerdy and and picky then you know that may not be a stop but it's it's a neat place it's a neat place to right. stop and the prices are crazy history. who knows how much longer it's going to be around right. you know she may not want to do this for another you know into her 80, late 80s and 90s so uh so yeah it, it was a cool spot i'm glad we got back to it again and uh and and if if you if you go um we didn't have time on this trip i've been once before if you go in in like three or four miles from there is a tina turner museum um and it's at it's at a uh, the West Tennessee Delta Heritage Center, uh, but it's a neat little stop with some of her stuff. If that's if that's into you, you know we like to do things both barbecue and non related. But we were we were in a mad rush because we had to go to our next stop. Yeah, our next stop is one that if you've listened long enough, you've heard us talk about this numerous times on the show. It's something we we thought about literally not exaggerating for four years because four years to the day august 30th 2018 we went to be scott's for the first time had an amazing experience had incredible whole hog um, and then here we are august 30th 2022 and we are back at be scott's and uh we we had another experience yes and i got to go between those two times yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Rub it in. <laughs> yeah but but it is it is um valhalla for whole hog um, the thing that's unique about B.E. Scott's is that you, you can call, your, you can choose whichever section of the pig you want. So just like in brisket, you've got moist and lean. I mean, this is the entire pig. You can choose different sections of the pig, and they, and they have very different flavors. I mean, just like, just like a T-bone steak and a ribeye and a yeah. brisket well, are mean, all different. Yeah. You, you've, had a, you've had ham before. You've had a pork chop before. You've had pork belly before. They don't taste the same, guys. Right. Uh, and, and ribs. Yeah. And yeah. ribs. Yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, we're not going to get into every section of the hog. But, yeah, I mean, you can pick and choose and what you want. And what we're after in, in Tennessee, West Tennessee, is known as the Midlands, which is, of course, the, the belly and the fattiest part of the pig. Because, we, you know, we like fatty brisket. We like fatty hog. Yes. Um, and they pull it. And you can get it pulled or chopped. Please get it pulled. It's such an amazing experience. Uh, we we got it's it. It's like pulled. sliced brisket or chopped brisket. It, I mean, you really. And and some places it is better to get chopped. We're not saying that pulled pulled hog is always the best, but if you're going for the Midlands, especially, you really want it pulled. Right, and it was just incredible. I mean, melt in your mouth, just delicious, delicious pork. Um, and it was it was just one of those experiences it. that held up you know you, you never know when you go back to a place like is it going to be as memorable and amazing as i remember it being and and be scott's absolutely was so glad we got back there sorry we missed zach parker the owner and uh pit, pit master there so, uh, he wasn't there when we when we came through but but we did get to have just some amazing amazing whole hog and, and it's absolute validation if he wasn't there and it was just as good as well I mean, absolutely that's yeah too. i mean it wasn't a fluke that just because he was there last time right yeah. And so from from there we got to go to a completely different atmosphere and ambiance. 
Yeah, and, and uh, number one, we have to apologize, but we have we did apologize to him in person because we couldn't eat there when we originally designed the trip. the The timing was that we would stop there, but it would only give us a single day in in the Bourbon uh, parts of Kentucky, and there's no way to do what we needed to do in a single day. We had to expand it, which means we had to go on a day off. Um, so it was frustrating to us because it was our first visit. Um, I, again, I where, where had are you the talking about? We still mentioned it. Uh, well, yeah, I'm kind of building up to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Oh, Man, are, we getting, are we getting to a point? Yeah, Come we're getting, getting our attention first. <laughs> um, but but that is Blake's Barbecue, and uh, the the restaurant, the new brand new restaurant, is called Blake's at Southern Milling. Yes, and just an incredible space. What a beautiful build out that they've done on there. I mean, huge congratulations to Blake and the whole Stoker family. They have built. Just one of the nicest barbecue places you'll ever see, keeping a lot of the original detail of over a hundred year old building, but also you know modernizing it and updating it, and just it was great. And like I said, we we really wish we'd been able to eat a meal there. We just could not make the timing work, no matter how we we tried to plan this trip backwards, going from Carolina back through Tennessee, going through Tennessee through Carolina. We just couldn't find a way to make to get every stop in. I mean, a lot of places we have thirty minute windows of. But but we we did bring Blake some some bee Scott's whole hog. Hopefully that helps soften the blow a little bit. Yes, yeah, fresh (laughs) fresh whole hog from bee Scott's. I mean, you know, it's only like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, right about there. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't chill it or anything. It was ready to eat. So, (laughs) so you know, that's that's our 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 gift and our apology, but we will get out there. Um, you know, and it's hard to do these trips and this is why we try to cram so much in because right. if you're driving a thousand miles on your first day, um, right. You know, oh, I mean, Blake's is not the only place we wanted to get to and didn't. We'll get into that, you yeah. know, as we go through the timeline more, but, but yes, Blake's barbecue or Blake's at Southern milling in Martin, Tennessee, absolutely beautiful building. He's got some big plans, you know, they're already doing, you know, really creative, really cool stuff. And he's got some plans to do even more. Um, so, and when we left Blake's, uh, we knew we still had another about three hours of driving ahead of us. Um, and so we knew we needed to At end. least the sun was up at that it, point. The sun was up at that point. <laughs> um, but we knew we, we needed to end the day in Kentucky because that was the only way we were going to get to all the distillery stuff we needed to get to the next couple of days. So we drove through to Owensboro, Kentucky, which is on the western side of Kentucky. Um, Kentucky has its own kind of regional style of barbecue. Not nearly, of course, as well known as Texas or the Carolinas or Kansas City um, or even Memphis or the others for that matter. But it's one of a couple of things that they're famous for is mutton, which you know, cooked lamb, and burgoo, which is if you've had Brunswick stew, it's kind of in that same vein of a Brunswick stew. Um, it's vegetables, and usually, like you know, as almost all barbecue is, all barbecue is made as preservation, made to to use up every product you could. So that's kind of what burgoo is as well. You know, the, the leftover meats would go into the burgoo, and it's kind of a stew um, with vegetables and, and whatever leftover meats that, that they would have. And so the, the two places that are most known to get the most notoriety are Moonlight Barbecue and Old Hickory Barbecue, and they're like a couple of miles from each other in the same town. And and they're, they're actually quite different between the two places. One is a little more touristy, one is a little less touristy, um, but, but very interesting places. Um, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned mutton, right? Yep. Um, you know, we'll, in a, in a later episode, uh, Dustin Olson from Red Hog Butchery will talk about, you know, why mutton is popular out there. We're not going to spoil that one. 
Um, but we had, and it was chopped mutton that we chose. You could get sliced or chopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had chopped mutton and the burgoo at both places. And, and they were both good, but they were, they were different. We did have a favorite. We're not going to tell you who the favorite was. I'm not going to tell them. I don't know. No, no. Because I mean, we want people to go to right, both. If you're right. there well, and they're like that close together, go to both. Right. And, and one thing that, you know, again, and, and I blame Dustin for this. Um, Dustin uh, from Red Hog Butcher, who you'll, you'll hear on a later episode, um, told us about a few other much less known places in the country that, that he thinks are his favorite spots. And they do direct heat. And they do direct heat. And, <laughs> and I wish we had known about them so we could have gone to those as well. Or I don't instead. know how we could have. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we would have, who knows? It just would have made the trip more difficult. But that's something that we're going to put on a writer for next Yeah, time we won't sure. be so ambitious the next trip maybe to go all the way from... Uh, from Texas and Tennessee all the way over to North Carolina, maybe we'll focus more in the state of Kentucky and Tennessee on the way up there. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're uh, of course, we're not even done with this trip and we're kicking around ideas for the next one. Because <laughs> that leads us into the next day. Right, yeah. right. So, so yeah, we, we went to the two Kentucky, West Kentucky barbecue places, finally got to, got to the hotel, got some sleep, which we absolutely needed, felt so much better the next morning. Um, which, which yeah, is we good. were in the car for you said 19 hours, yeah, it was yeah a little 19 over hours 19 in the hours, car, yeah. and we only had those few stops. Um, so when we checked in the hotel, we 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 got a full night's sleep, which was great, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and we knew we had we didn't have to get up super early, but we had to get a, a decent start because one of the things to be mindful of when you're planning these cross country trips is time zones. Um, so one of the things that we realized as we were planning is and and timing our route as much as we could. When we were leaving Western Kentucky, we were driving to Bardstown, which is known as the bourbon capital of the world. Um, and when you get to Bardstown, uh, as you're getting closer to Bardstown, you switch from central to eastern time zone. So even though it might be an hour and 45 minute drive, it's technically kind of a two hour and 40 minute, 45 minute drive. And, and you, you also have weather and accidents and other things that you have to be mindful of. Right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we were so excited for the next day because Andrew hasn't been to bourbon country before. I, I was lucky. Once again, I went there before and I was so excited about it. I've been trying to get him out there ever since. Um, there's, there's something that's interesting. So number one, you have to be into bourbon and, and we're not going to dwell on this because we, we have a, a, a bourbon episode, but, um, when you go to the distilleries, a lot of times, if you go to their gift shops, when they open, they may have some limited availability product. Right. And some of these people, it's almost like barbecue, like the Heaven Hill gift shop, people will line up before they open. Right. There's um, probably maybe, what, 15, 20 people there by the time? Yeah, and I've seen, when I went, there was more, because there was a there was a, a, a better bottle available the, the day yeah. that, the first time I went. So, I mean, you need to get there, I would say, 30 minutes early yeah. um, to be able to make sure you get to purchase one of whatever they have. And you don't know what it is a lot of times until... Right. Till they tell you. Right. So, yeah, we, we did each get a bottle there, which was great. You know, really quick stop. And then from there, we went to uh, Jim Beam Distillery, which is about 20 minutes or so away in Claremont, Kentucky. Uh, our original plan was just to eat lunch there because we knew we needed to eat between some of these distilleries and tastings. So we were originally just going to eat lunch there. They have an on-site restaurant. Um, but as we were, you know, as we were in the hotel that night before, we were like, well, we could probably squeeze in a tasting there and a tour. And so... Of course, that's what we did. Yes, and and you know the tours are, are a little bit similar in that you know bourbon is produced very similar, but each place does have some unique characteristics. Right, you get uh, the history of the place right. during the tour. You know, of each individual place, like 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 Brian said, the process of making bourbon is pretty much the same. So if you've, it's the same thing as just you know beer tours and wine tours. If you've if you've gone through the process of the of making that that beverage once you probably don't need to go through it again but at least it gives you a chance like you said to get and and visit the ones that you drink and famous but but the tastings are a lot of fun and 
you know, again, not every place is going to give you, you're not going to get rare stuff in the tasting. Sometimes they offer a rare tasting option right. and more money. Um, but Jim Beam was fun because we, we got to sample a number of things. And they, they also have uh, you know, other brands. You, you may know Jim Beam. All of these distilleries have multiple brands. Right. Well, Knock most Creek, of them. Booker's, yeah, yeah. Some, uh, Basil Hayden's. Those are all Jim Beam products. Um, so we yeah, had a good time at Beam. Um, and we knew from there, we knew we had a... Uh, we, we knew we had another stop, which was Old Forester. Um, Old Forester is... And I had not done Jim Beam, and I had not done Old Forester. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Brian did a couple of, of tours on, on his previous trip with his wife, but hadn't been to those yet. And so, got to go to Old Forester, which is smack dab in the middle of downtown Louisville. Yes, yeah, former dis- formerly called Distillery Row, because there were 90 distilleries there in one section of town. Right. right but this was before Prohibition, and once Prohibition came... Almost every one of those went out of business. It's located right on the waterfront because that's how they transported the finished product. So it's a really scenic, classic, old school place. Um, they don't. They only do. I think they said ten percent of their their production at this place. But it right. is a full production facility, including a cooperage where they make the barrels from from trees. Yeah, they're the only distillery that that I know of. I'm not saying they're the only one, but the only one I know of that makes their own barrels, um, which was kind of cool to kind of get a little insight on that process. Um, but as and you know, as we were talking about earlier with going to these gift shops, as we were leaving the tour and going through the gift shop, they had two pretty rare releases um, in the gift shop. And we were both able to get each release. And so that was really cool. I mean, these are bourbons that we would likely never, ever find in a store. But we were able to, you know, but we were able to get them here at the distillery at their, you know, at their listed price and not paying the crazy secondary prices. And we opened, we opened them up that night and they, they were very, very tasty. Yep. And you have to be, you have to be aware some of these limited edition bottles that you're buying, the retail price is higher. Um, the first time I went to Heaven Hill, it was almost two hundred dollars for the bottle, but it was worth more than two hundred dollars. Right. These these were the three seventy five milliliter. They were like I think sixty dollars a piece. Yeah. And, and but but believe us, that's a really good value for that for that juice that's inside. These are high end, very high end uh, bottles they were selling. Right. No, it really was. And then we we ended that night at Red Hog Butchery and Butcher Shop and Restaurant, um, which is a place that got to give credit to Hector Garate with Palmira Barbecue. Um, he's, he's buddies with one of the butchers there and said, yo, you guys should, should check this place out and check this guy out. He's doing some really cool stuff. And, and thank you, Hector, cause you were a hundred percent correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll have him on the show, um, in, in much more detail, but it's a nose to tail butcher. And, um, one of, one of their butchers does pop-ups, barbecue pop-ups as well. Um, and they also own a bakery down the street. So, um, amazing place to go to. But we, we check them out soon before the episode. Go look them up, right. Red Hog Butchery, and listen to the episode. Yeah, and it's cool that you know that Dustin's getting to do pop ups there once a month. You know, as we were walking through the parking lot, you know, we saw his his pit in the in the parking lot. And speaking of pits, let, let's talk a little bit about some pits that are near and dear to us. Yeah, you know, we we love all kinds of pits, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and we and we love quality pits, and we've had quality pit builders on our show, and and that's one of the reasons why we pick and choose. Um, there's there's other options out there. We're not saying every option is bad by any means, um, but we were very hesitant to bring on a, a, a pit builder that also does pellet grills. But we we've actually followed these guys. I've been to their facility before, um, and we we thought long and hard, and we thought this is a really good fit for us. And that's Pits and Spits in Houston. Yeah, yeah, Pits and Spits, which like I said, I, I grew up you know most of my adult life in Houston. I'd heard of them for years. You know, I'd seen their products. You know those products when you see them because they're a quality build. 
and and they're super super customizable for anybody that's looking for anything from you know offset pits you know for your backyard offset pits for your competition team pellet grills that brian talked about hybrid pits which is such a cool thing where you know if you're if you're on the fence about should i go full pellet but i still want to offset smoke they have an option for that where you can do both you, you can do you can do either or or both right. at the same time right you know and it's cool if you want to start it on the offset cooker and wrap your meat and once it's wrapped put it in the pellet i mean there's so many different things you can do and that that's really my dream build it, is, right. is you know once you wrap you're not gonna you're not gonna need a lot of smoke anyway um you and so you know that's the perfect way to do it and they have this wonderful feature where you can kind of set it and forget it you put the probe into the meat you tell it what temperature you want the meat to get to um, once it hits that it lowers the temperature of the pit to to a safe holding temperature yeah i mean great great features on their pits these are pits that are going to last you it's not a pit you're going to buy and then two years later you're gonna be like oh that pit, I've trashed that pit now. It's a, you know, it's got. If you take care of your pit, obviously, but it's it's built to last. It's yeah, built stainless for you. steel lids, and you can even have them. It's an option to have a full stainless steel build. Right. And and that's just. I mean, you go look at at like the pellet grills. I don't know of any that are full stainless like this. And they use heavy gauge steel, even if it's not all stainless. Right. In house welding, everything is done by pits and spits. I mean, it's it's just a great great company. We're so happy to partner with them. If you want to check out their products, and you absolutely should, go to pitsandspits.com slash tails. Pits with two T's, spits with two T's, dot com slash tails. And what do you get, Brian, with yeah, that? Yeah, you get a free bonus if you buy any product of $500 or more. You'll get a spice rub pack. And be sure to tell them, even yeah. if you're just checking them out and you're curious, tell them you heard about it on the show because that helps us. Right. And it, that allows us to do things like this. Right. When, you, when you're ready to make that purchase, make sure you use promo code tails and you will get that spice pack. Again, check it out, pitsandspits.com slash tails. All right. So we were we were one day into our bourbon um, delirious <laughs> day of <laughs> bourbon um, and, and those wonderful smells in the Rick houses and, and being able to taste and start to learn the, the nuances. But we had another day left of bourbon. We did. And, and what better place to start it out at than, you know, the, the granddaddy of them all, the one that everyone's taken off the store shelves before anyone else can get. And of course, we're talking about Buffalo Trace. Yeah, and, and and there's no way we can list them all, but Buffalo Trace has 82 different expressions. Right. Just, just um, think: Pappy, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, Weller, E. H. Taylor, Blanton's, Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare. I mean, God, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, all of the Wellers. Lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah all of the Wellers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the new one, which is Benchmark, that I, I'm I'm kind of got my eye on. It's 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 a lower end juice, but um, I think it may be a good fit in their in their line of products. But um, they're not a sponsor. But hey. <laughs> buffalo trace come dream. on man yeah um but it, it's it's a great one and they 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 have been around in that location for a long time and and they you know with with some of these distilleries especially through prohibition they've bought and sold brands and they've added brands so um you know they, they never started with the 82 brands they started with with a lot smaller and they bought brands and sold brands but um it was a fun tour and um in the gift shop they had blanton's that day so we yep. each got a bottle of blanton's yep and they're, it's really cool how they do this um, because obviously there are, there are people out there that are less honest than us that would just keep, you know, go to their car, drop off their bottle, go back in, try to get another bottle. And they don't let you do that. Very happy about that. You know, you get your one bottle and you can't get another bottle for three months. Right. It's actually RFID tag that they yeah. put on you. Yeah. yeah. So got our bottle of Blanton's, put it back in the car, then went on our tour, did our tasting. Had a great time there, seeing the history of the of the building and oh, the different and it's rickhouses. Free. It, yes, yes. Ca uh, cannot stress that enough. It's a free tour. Most of these tours are not free. 
Um, Buffalo Trace, I honestly don't know why they make it thank free. You. But yeah. thank you. And it, and it includes, that tasting includes blends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Blends and Eagle Rare. And Eagle yeah. Rare are both included in that tasting. So, yeah. yeah of course, <laughs> I don't think we have to tell anybody to, to go to Buffalo Trace if they're going <laughs> to do distillery tours, but go to Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Um, from there, we went over, we had a quick stop. We had a little bit of time in between. We grabbed, grabbed a quick bite to eat, had a little bit of time in between our next tour. So uh, we stopped at Wild Turkey because they're not offering tours right now. They're doing some remodeling, but their gift shop is open um, and their bar is open there so you can get a tasting. So we stopped in there, had a quick pour, had a quick tasting. Um, hopefully on a return trip, they'll have the remodeling done. We'll be able to tour. Yeah, the were, it was in process, so right, it right. will be done at some point. Yeah, right. And yep. so from there, we went to Four Roses. Yeah, and, and Four Roses is very interesting because um, they have they have ten different recipes, but it's only one brand at Four Roses. So we talked about other ones that have eighty two brands. Right. This one has one brand. It's Four Roses, and they just have different expressions of each. Like, they and you don't get all of them, uh, but we did the tour, which is very interesting there as well. Um, and they had a special bottle. Yeah, uh, really, really excited about this bottle. Um, Four Roses Barrel Strength um, Single Barrel, which you might occasionally get lucky and, and have a stores doing a release of it, but it's pretty hard to find in stores. Um, I found a couple, but it's probably been a couple years since I found any. Um, and so we, of course, were not going to pass that up when we got to it. And they have, as Brian alluded to, 10 different recipes. And if you've tried enough of them, you can start to, you know, start to pick your favorites and things like that. And it just so happens the one that I, the one that I found that I liked the most was the exact same recipe that they were doing the pick of. Not only that, it's a pick by the master distiller, which is just a really cool thing. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's something that you're not going to get in the store. Right. I mean, not only is it hard to find in the store anyway, you're probably not going to get it. But right. like some of these they never hit the store. Right. We were just we, right place, right time. Super lucky. Um, and, I, and I think you said like, suck it, Chris, I think is what you said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I probably did say suck it, Chris. Uh, Chris, you know, you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was really cool to, to be there on that day and get that. Um, so from there, that was the end of our distillery touring. Uh, stopped and grabbed a pizza from a, from a local pizza place and kind of called it a night because we knew we had a super early start the next day. Yeah, this is this is the cruel taskmaster that that this clown is. And the problem is like, I, I say yes, because that's how that's the only way we can cram this stuff in. <laughs> He's um, the only one dumb enough to say yes, yes to my bad ideas. But but it's so at 2.30 in the morning, we get up so that we can drive for eight and a half hours to get to our first stop today. Right. Which is today. Right. And we'd originally hoped and planned uh, to be able to actually go to, to three stop, uh, two stops on our way to this place. Um, but timing just didn't work out. Uh, we have a really fun interview coming up with Chris Prieto, Christopher Prieto from Prime Barbecue. Um, you might know him from Barbecue Brawl. He's, he's done, he has a book. He's done so many things in the barbecue world. And he has a really great restaurant in Nightdale. Doing, and doing classes. Yes. I mean, so again, we're not going to spoil this because we have an interview coming up, but... Um, if you're if you're in the area, definitely go check out his restaurant. Yeah. I mean that's that's a must do. Yeah, it's in Nightdale, um, North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. Um, and if not, you know, also look up if you're interested in classes. Um, he does classes, but we'll we'll talk more with him in our sure. episode coming up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't, of course, we didn't want to be late for that interview. So we had plans to go to Stamey's, which is a really old school uh, pork shoulder sandwich place uh, that we've been wanting to go to, and, and both hog trips we had plans to go to it and just ran out of time. And then Lawrence Barbecue, who we've had at Charleston Wine and Food, 
had some really good stuff from them. I know they had a really good mac and cheese at one event. They and they do they they also serve cooked and raw oysters at their restaurant, which is very unique for a barbecue joint. Um, and we really wanted. I, to I get was a, so excited about uh, that. Yes, I like, was too. And like first, you know, we're we're driving, and first he's like, "Okay, we have to we have to skip." You know, we have to get Sammy's and he scratches it off and we're like, we're looking at, we're looking at our time. We're looking at the road. We're looking at our time. And he's like, we're going to have to skip. Yeah. I just, I I know how busy Christopher is, you know, and he is, he had carved out some time to do the interview. So obviously we could not be late for that. Um, But we will definitely, you know, on a return trip, you know, if we're anywhere near the Raleigh Durham area, we are going to Lawrence next time. Um, so from there, with from, bellies full, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yes, we yes. had a, an amazing spread. End uh, to end, I think we had with three desserts or two desserts. Two desserts. We had two cobbler desserts. with ice cream. Yeah, I count the ice cream and, as and banana own. pudding, yeah. <laughs> brisket, ribs, house-made sausages, pulled pork, turkey, four different sides, uh, a sweet potato salad, which is very unique, yes. uh, creamed corn. Um, what he calls barbecue rice, which we'll get into in the episodes, yep. um, and uh, and baked beans. Yeah, really so, good, really good. Yeah, a great spread. You know, really, uh, and a gorgeous build out that they've done in that building as well. Just, I mean, some really awesome, awesome stuff that we've gotten to see on this trip. And so, from from a from a very new, not quite brand new, but from a very very new building, we went to one of the most classic joints next. So we drove all the way to Aden, North Carolina. Yep, and Aden, North Carolina is home of Skylight Inn. Really glad we got there. And then from there, we went to the modern version of it. Um, you know, if, if you're not aware, uh, Sam Jones and Michael Letchworth uh, have opened their own business several years ago, just just north of Aden in winterville north carolina they opened sam jones barbecue which does of course wood cooked whole hog um and, but they have a more expanded menu than than skylight you things does. like onion rings and and i i mean i heard the table behind us we're, we're enough you know like they said they were the best chicken wings they've ever had um i think we had them the first time didn't we I, I, we, I I, we had a big spread the we first were delirious time. that yeah. time too, yeah we but, were yeah. we were yeah chicken wings turkey sandwiches all sorts of different stuff. A warm banana pudding, which Texans I know are used to the cold banana pudding. I really puddings. like that. It's it's a really nice and and different states do banana pudding differently. Um, warm banana pudding is yeah, delicious. Our tales from the banana pudding podcast is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, really enjoy that banana pudding. You know, really enjoy the pitcher of beer. Yeah, and and that's one thing that I didn't re- I didn't see last time. Uh, they actually have Sam Jones branded beer, and it was um, I can't remember the distillery that made it, but the one that we chose was it was an Eager Cleaver draft which was a kolsch beer which is we we like uh, lagers and kolsch because um we like beer that tastes like beer um and <laughs> yeah we don't we, we're not fans of the goofy beers we're not fans of sours or ipa sorry guys i know that's the big thing but it's not our thing yeah we just like beer that tastes like beer and this is a really good beer that tastes like beer yeah. um so we had a glass of beer um and again more whole hog uh, more chopped whole hog and that was our day yeah but we still have i mean I don't even know how we're going to do this because we have, I think it's six stops tomorrow. Five or six. Yeah, we're, yeah we're probably going to hit five, but we got six on this right, schedule. Right. Um, and then I think it's three on Sunday on our way home. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we have 1,400 miles in two days to cover. <laughs> um, it's about 600 tomorrow and, and 800 the next yeah, day. It's, it's going to be grueling, um, but, but we're, we're glad we've gotten to see some of the things we've gotten to see and the experiences that we've had. Um, we, we did a really cool bourbon bonus episode that you guys will get later in the season um where brian and i did some blind tasting of some bourbons that each of us has in our house and we poured them blind for each other and did you know and it was just just kind of fun we're you know we're not going to make we're looking at doing some more fun bourbon stuff that's not tied to the tales from the pit podcast um so you know keep following us you know we're not gonna we're not gonna 
blast this podcast with bourbon talk, right. we promise. But um, keep on the lookout for some interesting bourbon events and things that we're, we're kind of working towards. Absolutely, yeah. This is always going to be a barbecue show, but that doesn't mean it's got to be the only thing we talk about. Um, but we'll let you know when we're not talking about just barbecue. But yeah, thanks guys. Uh, we've got some more to to cover, and we will, you know, we'll. Keep yeah, we're going to pause this because we're going to go to sleep, and Absolutely. then we're going to get driving, and then we'll right. Come you might back hear some road updates. noise in, in the second part of this episode, so uh, like the good old days. Yeah, but thanks for listening, and uh, we'll, we're going to get some sleep, get on the road, and then we'll give you some more updates. So day four of the trip. Well, you know, we're all the way back towards home anyway at least we're in atlanta tonight but let's talk about from north carolina to atlanta yeah it was a it was a long day of driving um not not as long as some of the other days we've had but uh another long day but this was a day that i was probably most excited about food wise um there's a couple of places we we had on the schedule for today that um one of which we've been trying to get to for literally years um and another that our buddy rich pettit turned us on to um that just everything about it sounded and looked like something that we would really enjoy so we had high hopes going into the start of the day yeah our our first stop is a place called sid's barbecue and catering and the city is uh, is in beauville Beauville. north carolina if you say so um (laughs) it's basically like outside of a tiny city (laughs) that is outside of another tiny city but um it and there's a driveway that goes past the house on the property into the backyard uh, but there's actually a, a permanent building there and a smokehouse the permanent building is closed uh, it's a drive-through only but it's you, there's this long driveway so it's it's a really interesting setup there's nothing like that in texas i've seen anywhere there's actually no place we've ever been that's exactly like that right yeah it's it's definitely unique um they do have some some tables and chairs out there if you do wish to to eat it there um but i mean we were the only ones that ate it there the yeah. whole time we were there everyone else was just it was, and it was a steady stream of cars um coming through the entire time we were there uh, they open there they, it's you know stop me if you've heard this one before they're open saturdays only and they open early at eight o'clock yep um i don't know why eight thirty and not eight or nine but eight thirty is when they that's choose what open. sid said that's yeah, yeah that's what sid says and what sid said goes um but yes they open eight thirty saturday mornings and so, you know, serve and, until they basically run out of food. It's pretty good line when we got there. They, they yeah. really did, and a pretty small menu. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's whole hog and it's chicken, and that's pretty much it. I mean, they have slaw and they have some really good hush puppies. Yeah, we'll talk about those. And and you know, the interesting thing is somebody brought it up today on 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 our one of our feeds is in and, and we mentioned this before, but in North Carolina in particular. Um, sometimes in in a little bit different areas, but mostly North Carolina, you'll on the menu it just says barbecue. Like it's yep. a barbecue plate. Yeah, barbecue plate. Barbecue plate, and you can get a half pound of barbecue. Yeah, or sometimes it'll say small plate or large plate of barbecue. Yes. But it just um, says barbecue. It doesn't yeah. say even. It doesn't say that it's pork. It doesn't say what kind of pork. Like some places chop it, some places pull it. Right. Doesn't but, matter. But these menus, yep. for by and large, especially on these older school North Carolina joints, they don't have six seven meats on the menu there you know the the modern texas menus that that we're all seeing now and enjoying that have brisket rib sausage turkey pulled pork burn ends you know 10 specials like that's not carolina north carolina old school barbecue it's pork whether it's it might be just just shoulders that are chopped or it might be whole hog but yeah if you if you see 
small barbecue plate or large barbecue plate or just barbecue. Yeah, you plate. don't get to choose what's on it. Yeah, it's yeah, pork. It's, 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 pork. it's pork. And, and you and can add combo plates with if they have if they have ribs separate if they have uh, chicken if separate. They, yeah, they might serve chicken, but but yeah. it's that's not barbecue. <laughs> barbecue is pork. Right. Um, so it's always kind of fun to see. Um, order placed our order, got our food. Um, it's served, you know, chopped. It has it has a the light vinegar seasoning in mixed in with it, like it should have. And and whole hog, I like that. And it had the crispy skin, you know, pieces of crispy skin just set on top. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, you know, if you're if you're used to the Eastern North Carolina slash Jones family style of the like chopped up skin mixed in with the pork it wasn't that it was like actual like shards of crispy skin laid on top of the of the pork which was nice because like you can kind of just you know get your couple of pieces and and you know eat a little bit at a time it was it was really good pork the skin was super crispy the hush puppies were really good the slaw was your traditional eastern north carolina slaw which is very chopped very finely and pretty sweet um but really enjoyed it and then the best part came afterwards yeah we got we got invited back to the pit room you know they, they kind of saw how geeked out we were i guess they probably because we we're the only ones sitting down and yeah, eating it <laughs> yeah and and i don't think that they had noticed that the, the owner at least did or his son had noticed that the barbecue hunt license plate actually because we had parked over to the side uh, but they, they saw how excited we were about barbecue in general so and so yes we want to go see the pit room <laughs> um and we got back and it's a very cool you know brick pits old school um they they gave us a tour of the closed building yeah, which had an old Wurlitzer jukebox, you know, vintage Wurlitzer jukebox, yeah. really cool. And we got to meet Sid himself. Sid, who is Sid Blizzard, is his name. He is 88 years old, um, and his son Sid Jr. Um, is also helping run the business now. And you know, ho- I hopefully when when Sid Senior is ready to to retire, Sid Jr. takes it over and keeps it going. But uh, but yes, it was it was really great to to get to sit and and chat for a little bit with Sid and get to hear kind of his stories of, you know, his experience cooking barbecue. And it was just, it was really cool. It's just one of those time capsule moments. Um, and this is not we're this is what we're nerds for. We chase it at this point. Yeah, and, and these people before, you know, not before, but now, you know, they don't have internet presences. They don't have, you know, media. And, and we understand a lot of people, you know you need that to grow your business in a lot of cases but it just it just feels more pure and organic and like it's it like like andrew said time capsule it's like you're going back in time because that's exactly how they've been serving it all along and there's not a rush like nobody in that line was taking pictures of their food all right just, <laughs> except just us. for us yeah except <laughs> for us um you know they got they were getting their food and getting out and having a good time and that so that it just it's a joy it's 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 like that unadulterated joy of barbecue yeah and, and it's cool you know right and and we know because we've watched it happen already we know that these places are going to get fewer and farther between and you know because as the older generation gets out of barbecue they may or may not have family members or apprentices that are going to take it over and a lot of times when when they decide to to retire or if they pass away that then the business goes away um and so any chance that brian and i have to to get a sampling of classic barbecue, whether that's Carolinas or Texas or what have you, uh, we always like to take that opportunity and go as often as we reasonably can. That's why we make at least a yearly pilgrimage to Lockhart, is because not that we think you know Smitty's or Kreitz or Blacks are going anywhere, but you also never know. And so it's it's just great to get to those places as often as you can. 
Absolutely. And so our, our next step was also a, a very similar type of place. This time he was a very young, 86 years old. He's <laughs> a little younger patriarch. than Sid. Yeah, patriarch of this business. And it's it's Grady's or Grady's. We've heard that it's really supposed to be pronounced Grady's, but everybody, I mean, yeah. I heard other people say Grady's. Right, so it's, yeah, it's Grady's spelled Grady's. Grady's, but I've heard it's pronounced Grady's. It's in, it's in Dudley, North Carolina. Um, it's a place that this has been on our radar for a long time. And I mean, not just us, it's a pretty, pretty well-known place amongst the North Carolina barbecue community. Um, but we just, we hadn't been able to get there previously. And so a, I won't say a lot of this trip was based around getting there, but, but that was definitely in our minds. It was as one we that we missed last time. Yeah. Is, make, is making yeah. sure that we were going to be there on a day where they were serving. Uh, Cause I believe they're only open maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe just Friday, Saturday. I'm not exactly sure the days I apologize, but you can look it up. Grady's, you know, spelled like Brady with a G. Um, but they uh, they serve a pretty decently sized menu, especially when you come from Sid's, where it's yeah. such a uh, small pared down menu. But it's whole hog. Um, they do they barbecue chicken as well, and they do fried chicken um, and a few different varieties of sides. Yeah, we they actually I think it was five sides or something. I mean, we we chose um, rice and gravy. weren't wasn't sure what we were going to get. Um, I mean, we got. Rice white and, rice, r- white rice and gravy. Yep. Uh, I was expecting a little something different, but it's okay. Um, and and then the other one was collard greens, and these are a little different than than kind of the the in vogue like the long leaf greens. greens. This is more like a cooked down and chopped up green. Uh, it had a really nice flavor to it, though. A really vivid. Color. Yeah, like I mean, not neon, but like just a just really a, vivid green. Yeah, a really bright green. The hog was really good. I really like the sauce that came in that hog. Um, it was just, and and again, it was a, it was a great experience getting to to go to the counter and and, and talk to them and and just kind of get a you know a vibe of the place. Like just one of the, Brian said it earlier off the air, but it's one of both of our favorite things is to kind of watch the the customers come in and out and interact and just you see these relationships that the customers clearly have with the business owners. And being a, a Saturday, you know they're they're nicely busy, and so it's it's a it's a hub. You know, it's a, it's not necessarily a meeting place, but it's you know the, these different families from around the area getting their their weekly meal um, out as they're eating out. And it's just kind of cool. Like I said, it's just it's just neat vibes, and again, you know, low key stuff, very right. low key stuff. Um, then we got in the car and we drove to a place that we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get this item or not. But Heights Barbecue. Yes, if uh, if you've been listening to this season. You've heard about Heights before on the show um, when we were in Charleston for Charleston Wine and Food Festival. Uh, we made a, a road trip over to Heights in West Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, that's where we fell in love with the rib cut. We won't go full detail geek out about it right now because you've heard about it before, but just a quick reminder, the rib cut is something very unique to Heights. I've never heard of anyone else doing this. It is a section they cut out of the whole hog when you order it, um, and it's ribs attached with belly meat attached and then crispy skin attached to it so just one giant piece that they cut out when you order it Um, but being that it is served like that there aren't many sections of rib cut they can give to customers in a day Uh, so we knew we wouldn't be there until somewhere around two o'clock so we knew we probably if we just walked at two o'clock we wouldn't get it so we did call in a pre-order and got there about 215 right yeah, and, and I mean, our timing as far as time of day was good, but you know, kind of as, as we would have expected, you know, they, they cut that piece out early in the day, they wrapped it, and it had been holding for, for many hours. So 
Um, it wasn't as quite as good as it was the first time, but we just really enjoyed that that bite and that section, even though it wasn't as good as the first time. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the skin was still actually pretty in better shape than I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the but the meat had dried out a bit from being in the warmer for so long. Um, and again, it's it goes back to what we talk about before is you know with this type of cooking and type of service getting there right at the beginning of service is usually the peak time to get the the meats at their optimum you know temperature and and moistness and all of that um so we did we did get the rib cut really glad we got it obviously we wish we could have gotten there at the beginning of the day it just wasn't possible um and of course we got hash again because this is our only south carolina stop our only chance to get hash yeah and it was and it was it was even better than last time so yep um, so that was that was a pleasing surprise, and so we ate a lot of it. Um, <laughs> you know, the the, the 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 coolest thing about these old school places and hog and out here is the price. I mean, they raise their price; they're eleven dollars a pound on whole hog. I mean, it just and you know you can get barbecue trays at some of these other places for thirteen dollars. With well, Grady's thirteen dollars for two sides and hush puppies. And the hog. I mean, yeah. and it's a lot of hog. I mean, it's probably a half pound at least. Yeah, I mean, it's a big yeah. filling tray, uh, your plate of meat. And so, yes, uh, really glad we got back to Heights. You know, it was. it's still yeah, a great a whole, stop. A whole pint of hash, $5. Yeah. 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 So, yes, still absolutely re- recommend the rib cup and ac- absolutely recommend that if you get a chance to uh, to get to Heights that you try to get there right at open. Their current hours start at 10 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, but hours are subject to change so before you go please contact them directly yeah uh, they're, they're not they're, you're not going to find their hours updated necessarily online right. because they're yes. not those call, kind of people call, call directly yeah. and make sure of the hours and make sure that they're you know they are servicing that weekend but but yes from from heights uh we had a long drive but uh dri- and i won't say a drive we were looking forward to but the destination we were very much looking forward to and that was uh the new newest fox brothers location in atlanta yeah, and this is in a really, really cool location. I'm, I'm not going to dwell and, and talk a lot about the location itself because uh, we got an episode coming up on that. Um, but just a really cool, hip location, giant building area, lots of space, nice bar, in the, in, and we did not imbibe. Um, nice bar that has an outside to it. They have a to-go window and a walk-up window, um, and the food you know what what we love about what fox brothers does is in addition to barbecue they're doing you know they do a lot of other items and just standard food as well but they really do it like really well and i mean great hamburger um the, the i love the wings i love the color on the wings the flavor was good the, the I mean, color the, too the food yeah. was just top notch i mean start to finish the chicken fried rib which we've talked about on the show many yeah. times before we you've were, not lived until you've had a chicken fried rib. It, oh gosh, oh gosh! And then, and what we were geeking out about this time was how perfectly the rib was cooked. Like it was a perfectly cooked rib that someone just happened to batter and throw into deep fryer yes. to make more delicious. <laughs> it was just so darn good. I, I'm just every time we go to Fox Brothers, I'm blown away by the quality, by how they run their service, how they run their business, yeah. and and just how genuine the Fox Brothers are. Jonathan right. and Justin are just extremely good people who do a lot in the community you know who who have just been one of the real forefront of barbecue for a long time before barbecue before there they are uh, you know bf before franklin you know they were doing this in atlanta they just celebrated 15 years um it's a it's a really cool thing what they've built out here in atlanta and i'm i'm just i'm really happy that we 
have gotten to know them over the years. It's really kind of a, a cool thing to, to be able to develop a, a pretty nice friendship with them. Um, and just really excited. We got Jonathan on the show again. Yeah. And they, and they, you know, they, if you don't know about them, they're originally from Texas. Um, so they definitely have Texas roots and they come back to Texas and they go visit barbecue joints in Texas. Um, the one thing you, you didn't mention were the tacos with the house made tortillas. Yes, of course. And yes. the tomatillo sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just, just really good food. And again, it was for us, it was a nice break. It wasn't Texas barbecue. We actually didn't get the brisket intentionally, um, which was nice because this is, we're, you know, this is a, an alternative trip for the most part. Um, so it was just, it was just a really good day. Um, you yeah. know, just a really good day of food. We had paced things out. We, we, we only went to four stops. We had planned up to six, but you know, I'm enjoying four stops a lot more than six. Yeah, yeah. No, we got to enjoy all the food. We got to finish pretty much every bite of food yes. that was on a plate. Um, and again, uh, please be on the lookout for these future episodes that you'll hear coming up, uh, from this trip and including one with Jonathan Fox, where we did get a chance to talk about, you know, their history in barbecue, the new location, and and some more news that he's got that you'll be hearing in the episode. Really cool news. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tomorrow, uh, we've got about 850 miles or so, <laughs> uh, maybe 860 to go. Um, we're going to try to make it all the way home. Um, if not, if we get tired, we'll stop. But um, we're going to try to make it home tomorrow. But we've got three stops on the schedule for tomorrow. We'll be talking about them. You'll hear that portion of the recap will be on the road. So you'll just have to deal with a little bit of road noise. But you should be used to that if you're an old school listener of our uh, of our podcast. You've heard some road noise before. But yeah, we're uh, we're we're excited to get home because it's time to get home. Yeah, it's been a long trip. Very you know, long trip. We we squeeze so much into this because we we have limited time off and limited time that we can devote to this and we'd really love to spend more time like our, our dream would be like you know a month long or a three month long like just cross country oh right yeah you know, it would be it would be wonderful to go 200 miles a day and eat at two places <laughs> or and, less than two or less than yeah, why, yeah. yeah 200 I, is like <laughs> that's a lot for some people <laughs> for us that's leisure that's like uh, that's like france to uk <laughs> to, to london you know like <laughs> like like but yeah it's it's um you know obviously that those are things we would aspire to do but we we do have to cram it in but i mean this has been a a crazy year with some amazing experiences and this trip is is yet another like we've had multiple peaks this year yeah um, it's it's been a really great year it's great that we're back on the road after covid and all yep. that other mess but um I, this is going to be a long episode so that's um, all right. You guys got time. Come on. <laughs> We've had people say they want longer episodes. It's just us that don't well, want to have the long well, yeah. episodes. Well, now you're getting them, so be careful what you ask yeah. for. Um, as always, um, you know, when we're on these road trips, we don't always list out where we're going ahead of time because we it changes and sometimes our times change yeah um, we've had a few people along the way that said hey how come you know i'll come and join you somewhere we would love to do that but we hate to break promises and commitments and um, you know the way these trips works they, they do go very dynamic based on traffic based on weather because we're going such long distances right um, and so we have to cut off a lot of places that we would want to go and that changes our whole schedule so um, you know we we definitely love to hang out with people um, we don't we don't mean it in a bad way if we can't um, just because of the way the trips work out so um, we do love hearing about y'all along the way um, please go support all of these places and if you have a question about any of the places that we go to or you know what you think you should order or or you know what's a good time to go I mean we'll give you the best advice we can give you but 
Um, you know, that's why we go seek out these places. If you know of places like this, yes. let us know. Please, please do. Um, yeah, it's we're, we're already thinking about a Kentucky barbecue trip with some direct heat, direct direct fire type food. Um, if there's something in wherever you live that's interesting, you know, let us know. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll be back for the final day of recap here in just a little bit. And here we are, last day. We've got about, um, I think, 300 miles left to go. We're on the road, so you got the car noise. So let's uh, kind of roll through today. Yeah, you guys can think of this as like old times, you know, how, how the show used to be, all those uh, road episodes that you'd hear. Um, but, yeah, you can reminisce on that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go through the last day. The last day started in Atlanta. Uh, we got up, and our intended first stop was going to be Rodney Scott's Barbecue in Birmingham. But uh, we made a little error. We couldn't convince uh, Rodney Scott to move the time zone. So uh, <laughs> we we've realized we were going to get there an hour before they opened. And, obviously, that would put us in home an hour later. We could have done it, technically, but... Uh, we're kind of tired, so uh, we, we had to scratch that one off the list. We've been to Rodney Scott's many, many times before. so Right, including, uh, I think, we had at least two, if not three meals there this year while we were in Charleston for Charleston One Food. So as much as we would have loved to get another meal at Rodney Scott's, it just wasn't in the cards for today. So we kept on moving, uh, heading on down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, we had not really sampled much Alabama barbecue, so... This was an opportunity to get to some places that... Much. I hadn't sampled any. <laughs> I'd been, I think, one place on one of my trips to and from Atlanta. Gotcha. Um, but, but nothing, like, super reputable. Um, but, yeah, th- there was a couple places in Tuscaloosa that we read about, heard about, and so we planned to stop there. The first stop was Dreamland Barbecue, which some of you might be familiar with. It is a chain... Well, I mean, it's become a chain, but the original location is in Tuscaloosa, and that was uh, that was our first stop. Yeah, I mean, a, a little bit in the vein of the Bodacious restaurants uh, in that they've got multiple restaurants. It's not a chain chain, chain chain chain, it's not a chain chain, but there are multiple locations. And so we wanted to go to the original location, um, which is in a very interesting spot, just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. There's houses and businesses around it, and then all of a sudden there's a barbecue joint. Uh, but super, super nice folks. Um, really impressed with uh, their how nice they were yeah the service was um, yeah. great i mean very attentive it's a it's a sit-down restaurant and they come and take your order and, and bring your food um, and they couldn't have been nicer you know not just us but the tables around us we heard yep. them explaining some other people that had not been there before you know how the menu worked and i mean it's a pretty straightforward menu um, ribs is kind of the thing that they specialize in and they're also known for their banana pudding so those are the two things we got we did not they're also supposedly known for their tea but um, I didn't need that much sugar. I'm sure it, it was a sweet tea, so right. I passed on that. Yeah, yeah but we uh, we got a half slab of ribs and a banana pudding, and uh, and, and the ribs were not what, yeah, if you're one of the Texas people listening to this, it's not going to be the ribs that you're used to in Texas by any stretch. Um, they are covered in sauce, um, cooked on hickory wood. I mean, lightly if seasoned at all. You right. know, they're, they're not salt and pepper seasoned and then coated with a sauce. They're cooked and then sauced after that yeah and i really did enjoy their sauce it was it had a good tang a little yeah. bit of spice to it it was really i mean it wasn't i'm sure it wasn't a super complex sauce a lot of these places have been open 60 years or so you know they didn't have 20 ingredients in their sauce usually but it was a really good sauce it was a really good experience the van pudding was solid too yeah i mean it, you know these these places you know some folks are like you know well it's not texas barbecue number one 
Yes, <laughs> that's part, why we're that's doing why this. Why we win? Yeah, but also it, you, you respect it for what it is. I mean, we really enjoy stops like this. Um, you know, the, it, it is in its own category, so and we're not going to compare the ribs side by side. But also, after eating, you know, probably thousands of pounds of Texas ribs, <laughs> it, it's nice to get ribs of different varieties. Yeah, you know? no, it really is. So we enjoyed that stop, and then uh, we had one more stop we were making in Tuscaloosa, and we'll preface this by saying. There's a very famous place called Archibald, we, uh, and we we knew it was, there was two locations. One is kind of family, or owned by someone in the family, but it's not really a second location. I'm not going to, I don't even know the dynamics of it, nor do I really care that much to try to find out, but we could not go to the original location because they are not open on Sundays. We have already been called out on Twitter for that, um, but yes, we were not there on a day that they're open, so our only alternative was go to the, the other location. Which is really close to to Dreamland, so right, it's like, right. why not? Yeah, it was called it's called Archibald and Woodrose, um, and we got a rib sandwich there. And we will. Um, we have a video if you haven't seen it already on what a rib sandwich is. It's not a sandwich. I, I know that's weird. It is not a sandwich. It's a bone-in way. It's it's a way to eat ribs, and it comes with bread and it comes with sauce. But it's really not a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, and, and some of you, hopefully, a lot of you know this already, just because that was kind of a thing a few years ago where someone was complaining about a rib sandwich and how do you eat a rib sandwich with bones in it and. And Daniel Vaughn wrote a whole article about the history of what the rib sandwich is. So, so yes, it was just a way to order ribs and get some bread and sauce with it, most more than anything. So, right. and that, we've had them before. It was course. just, yeah, we, we did a video this time to really make it clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, the the ribs at Archibald's, uh, I thought were pretty good. I, I think I might have slightly preferred them to the ones we had at Dreamland, although I, I enjoyed both. They are different. Yeah, I think they were cooked a little better, um, and the flavor of the rib itself was a little stronger. But um, I know you this is where you're going anyway. Uh, you would have wanted the Dreamland sauce on those ribs. Yes, yeah. I, I really I prefer the sauce at Dreamland. I prefer the way the ribs were cooked at, at Archibald and Woodrose. But all in all, we, we enjoyed both stops. And that was kind of the theme of this trip is to experience regional styles of barbecue as much as possible. We only had... We only stopped at two places that serve, you know, a, a Texas-based menu, uh, Prime Barbecue and Fox Brothers Barbecue, which while Fox Brothers serves a, you know, it has Texas-style barbecue on their menu, they have so many other things on their menu too, which, uh, which we were able to sample. But we really wanted to experience different regional styles. Obviously, we are very fortunate to have a plethora of Texas barbecue regularly available to us, some of the best in the state are near our houses um, and, and or a short drive away. And so, uh, with that little detraction there, uh, but it, you know, the, one of the things I, I think we may have said it earlier in this episode. Anyway, like, give us give us your recommendations. That's fine for Texas barbecue, but when we travel out of Texas, what we're seeking is is not Texas barbecue, and it's nothing against the fine folks that are producing it. And there's some great Texas style barbecue outside of Texas, but it's what we eat every day. And so it's, it's nice to have the differences. And speaking of differences, we went to a town of less than 200 people um, to a pretty new restaurant that um, it just popped up and, and somehow just found it when we were searching for places to, to eat along the way. It was called Alabama Rib Shack. Yeah, this was a this was a neat stop. It's off, definitely off the freeway. You definitely have to make a, a pretty decent detour to get to it. Um, but they're they're doing a pretty large menu, um, everything from smoked chicken to jerk chicken, three different types of ribs, 
uh, multiple sides, multiple desserts. I mean, it's a it's a pretty and no brisket and, and no brisket. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, no brisket, and uh, they're doing pigtails. Which yeah, and I've never. I mean, I when I first saw that, when I was looking it up, I thought, oh, that's probably like stuffed jalapenos or something stuffed with pork, right? That's like, it's it's what they call pigtails, just like they have armadillo eggs in Texas or Texas Twinkies. And no, they were pigtails. pigtails. Yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, we've had oxtails, of course. Um, this is completely different than oxtails. Uh, but it was it's an interesting bite. has a lot of fat in it. Obviously, has a lot of uh, cartilage and bone. Um, but it has, it has a neat flavor. I'd like to eat some more and maybe play around with them a little bit. Um, probably not play with the tail, but you know, <laughs> play with the food itself, yeah. Um, but yes, we, we got the pigtails. We had some collard greens, and we had they have a, a rib sampler plate, um, which they, they cook three different styles of ribs. One they call a Texas style, one they call a St. Louis, and then a baby back rib. And the Texas style rib, there's a lot of pepper on it, and I think that was kind of their homage to Texas. Um, you know, obviously in today's Texas yeah, I'm rib. I'm not sure, you know, where they came up with that concept as being a Texas rib. Right. But, um, it, to me, it was almost like a Memphis rib, but with a lot of pepper. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the St. Louis rib was, was pretty saucy. It was, it was good. It was pretty saucy. And then the baby back was pretty simply seasoned. It was good. Uh, we enjoyed the stop overall. Yeah, really nice. And really nice place. And they have a full bar, which we did not imbibe in that. But um, it was neat to see, like, this, you know, small town, big restaurant, uh, pretty big restaurant, new building. It was it was a really neat place to go. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. Definitely, if you're if you're looking for barbecue in the Alabama area, that's uh, that's a place uh, you should put on your radar. Um, but yeah, that was that was basically the trip, guys. Um, we're on our way back as we speak. We are just past Baton Rouge, kind of near Lafayette, uh, on our way back to Houston. So. Got over 3,100 miles done this trip in six days um, yep. yeah i think we'll end we, up with a little over 3400 by the time yeah. we uh, by the time we stop the car but it's been uh, been an amazing trip we, uh well before we end it we'll, we've got a we we put some questions or we asked for some questions out there on and there'll be some Instagram. bumping because i think we're on that 20 mile bridge between uh, yeah you guys <laughs> yeah, get to deal yeah. with the noise it is what it is but, uh, but yeah, we had a few questions. Uh, one question was, how is the hash? Referring to our stop at Heights. Obviously, we already answered that earlier in the episode, so it was good. Wish we could add yep. more hash to this trip. Yep. Yeah. yep, but we didn't spend much time in South Carolina. Um, one question was from uh, Ernest Cervantes. Who had to go to the bathroom more? Well, I'm, I'm legally entitled to be able to go to the bathroom more because I'm much older than Andrew. Um, but our kind of our rule of thumb is no more than one stop every three to four hours. And I can hold to that, literally and figuratively, yes. <laughs> but the answer always has so, been that's and always, always will be. Always will be me. It yes. always will be, Brian. Um, another question was, favorite spots, how do you find new spots, favorite sauces, and most hospitable spots? Hey, so you want to just do them kind of in order? Yeah, let's see the yeah. favorite spots. You know, there was a lot of them, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a single spot that we were like, this is terrible. Um, there were spots that were better than others. Um, you know, we can start early in the trip, um, you, you know, and we'll talk about the hospitable ones as well. But, I, I mean, B.E. Scott's, you know, right. we've talked about it incessantly on this show. It's it's just so damn good. Yeah, it, it did not disappoint. It was everything I remembered it to be. Um, and, and then we had, some, you know, as far as spots that we hadn't been to before, Sid's Catering was still just a great visit for us. Um, just one of those places that... 
were just so we were so excited to get to and we didn't know exactly what to expect and and it was just a really cool so unique yes and was just soaked in history as well yes and the same thing with Grady's another one that we've been looking forward to and it definitely didn't disappoint I mean we it's just been an amazing trip on so many levels and we're just we're so lucky that we were able to do this how do you find new spots I mean there's there's multiple ways really there's good old Google there's even Yelp as much as a lot of people hate hate Yelp it yeah. does does provide you an opportunity to search areas and see what barbecue places are there there's of course we have but we leverage you know and Daniel Vaughn and and Robert Moss and others that yep. that travel around because hey they get to do this a lot more often than us so right and we'll we've been fortunate that, yeah. to make some friends that have lived and or do live in yeah. these states and they've been invaluable again we can't can't thank Rich Pettit enough for for showing us its catering um, that was a big one but yeah we usually go by people whose opinions we trust um, and and the usual internet sources and and on those internet sources you know we will will. We'll look at them. We'll look at the pictures. We'll we'll look at the pictures. We'll send them to each other. We'll go. Right. Hey, you know what about this? What about this? And we'll try to find reviews. But uh, online reviews, we we pretty much take with a pinch of salt. I mean, it's just oh yeah, for you know, sure. Yeah, they are what they are. Uh, favorite sauces? I, I'll say majority of the hog sauces tend to skew fairly similar. Uh, the vinegar pepper ones, at least, obviously not talking about mustard sauce. Right. Um, but but most of them are really good. And and we've said on the record many times before that hog does better with sauce it needs a sauce to complement it and so uh, i really like the sauce of b scott's um sam sam jones slash skylight in sauce is very good um, of course we talked about dreamland yes yes and and from the you know, old kind of old schoolish texas sauce um prime barbecue i like i like the sauce there as well for for what it is and again completely different type of sauce right yeah. yep and most hospitable spots all of them, really. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's one or two that where they were a little grumpy in general, but um, I mean, from from Blake Stoker and and, and Blake's to um, what was the next one that really? I mean, Red Hawk Butchery. Oh, so yeah. I mean, super nice, great service. Um, gosh, there really was. I mean, there's so many places. I mean, since catering was so nice to to come and ask us about our meal and then invite us back to the pit room. I mean, just incredible. I mean, they didn't have to do that, and that was so nice of them to do. And obviously, we were incredibly appreciative of it. Um, Fox Brothers, my God, um, the- Prime Barbecue, Fox Brothers, and and Blake again. You know, a little bit different barbecue styles than our primary focus this trip, but super hospitable. We got to hang out. We got to talk to them. Um, and we you know, unfortunately we don't have a lot of time in these trips usually set aside to just hang out because we have to squeeze everything in um, so we appreciate also very much them taking time out of their schedule especially if we're running a little faster a little slow on our trip uh, it's something that we really absolutely want to thank everybody for uh, that we've talked to on this trip yeah and the final question and we're trying not to spend too much time on this because this is a topic that we've gone back and forth about a lot um, Will this style of barbecue have a revival similar to Texas barbecue? And that's that's a difficult question to yeah. answer. Well, I mean, the short and we argued about this earlier. I mean, the short answer is no. It's there, it's because it's not. There's so many areas where it doesn't. It just doesn't parallel. Right. It's yeah. I mean, it really is an apples to oranges thing. What goes on in Texas with barbecue versus what goes on in the Carolinas or in West Tennessee, you know, or you know, or, or Kentucky even for that matter. These are places that, you know, as Texas was until the last 10, 15 years, these are places where barbecue is a cheap working man's lunch and 
they have a very strict price point they will and won't pay in a lot of these areas. So from that standpoint, trying to trying to have a revival that would include modernizing and craftizing it, it would be very difficult to sell that in a lot of these areas. Right, and I mean Texas did that to a, to a very large extent, right? They they took the brisket, they used a better cut of brisket, they trimmed it differently, they seasoned it, they cooked it differently, um, and it's much more expensive than than what it is in the simplest simplest means that it was before but there there really was a a perfect moment in time when all of those things came together and Aaron Franklin helped launch all of that to where many many places have fallen in line with it and and also people are willing to pay I it just it's not going to be the same with hog I mean it just can't um, you know and, and we'd like to see that to a certain extent but what again there's some great whole hog that's, you know, 10 to $13 a pound. At, at the most, at the high end. Yeah. You know, I mean, most of the places we went to were, were anywhere from 9 to, to nine to 12. I said it was probably the, the range we saw most right. often. There was you know, maybe one that was a little cheaper and one that was a little more expensive. But for the most part, that was the range we were seeing on most, uh, you know, on, on most things. But, and how much better can it get? I mean, you, use, you can use heritage hog. Um, but the cooking methods and processes are really not going to change. That that was the big thing with with brisket in Texas was the cooking method completely changed too. Yeah, I mean it was it was a huge shift from the brisket that was widely available to the eating public from 1900 to 2010, and then what's been available from 2010 and beyond. It's it's a whole different world, and I just don't know that you're going to see that with whole hog barbecue. And and kind of the three outside of Texas, the three three people that have that have done that and done it well. Um, you know, uh, Brian Furman, Elliot Moss, and um, Hector. Yeah, and Hector Garate yeah. and Palmyra have, have gone to the heritage breed and, and, and expansive menus with sides and more, quote-unquote, chefed up uh, barbecue, I guess. Um, but, but again, I think that that works in the areas they're in. Rodney Scott didn't do that in Hemingway. He had to go to Charleston to do that. Hector did it in Charleston. Uh, Elliot did it in Asheville, which is a very... And, and Rodney's Chef not using city. heritage. No, no, no. no, yeah, no. Yeah. But but as far as like a, a much bigger menu than right. they serve at Scott's, you know, things like that. French fries and onion rings and things like that. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, even five or six different. Well, that's sides. not chefed up. I just mean that. It's just such uh, right. I mean, you want a James menu. Beard with the menu, for right. goodness' sake. Um, but but yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, it's one of the things that we'll always love about this area is that it's still kind of that untouched barbecue area that that for the by and large still has that old school feel. Some of those places have little to no internet presence at all very very little to no social media presence um, so it's it's kind of like in some ways like Rodney Scott or Sam Jones before all of that came and it just it just we said it before it's just kind of pure and it's it's fun to go to is it the absolute best barbecue ever some of the places are pretty damn good um, some of it's not and that's Nothing wrong with that, right? You know, yeah, nothing I mean, at all. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So, we can't encourage you guys enough if you have the opportunity to go to some of these places, whether you're on vacation in those areas or if you want to specific trips, try try to do as much as you can just to experience these places because they are really great. It's a really amazing experience to go there. Um, but yeah, tr- you know, try other barbecue. Don't go in with the expectation that it's going to taste like Franklin or Leroy and Lewis or Goldie's or Truth or any of those guys. Um, just go there for what they specialize in and, and look at it through that lens if you can. Um, but 
let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. A few people we need to thank. Um, definitely want to thank the sponsors that helped make this trip possible for us this year. The sponsors for season three, primarily that would be Texas Monthly and the Texas Monthly Barbecue Club and Pits and Spits. Uh, couldn't couldn't have done this without their support. And last but certainly not least, our families. Um, this was a big deal. We have a family. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out when we get home. Yeah. <laughs> no, th- this was a huge deal for us to take this amount of time on the road. Um, to, to get this done, our families put up with a lot of BS from us. Well, I'll be honest, I mean, I don't know about you, but this is the longest vacation I think I've had all year, and my wife's not with me, so yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Um, they, they put up with our shenanigans, they support it, if, or if not support it, they at least tolerate it, um, which is more than we deserve. Um, so thank you to them. Thank you to everybody that we've gotten a chance to interact with along the way. Um, we can't wait for you guys to hear some of these episodes that are coming up. We had some really fun conversations and experiences that I passionate know people yeah. and, and great locations and and again if you go out and see these places hey tell them you heard about on the show that does help us um, helps us get more more guests as we continue to uh, do this crazy thing that we've been doing for five years all right guys thank you for listening and we will talk with you next time